Are you constantly feeling like everything is heavy through your divorce, your co-parenting journey, you're struggling? It's just heavy. And the light at the end of the tunnel is so far away. It's untangible. You, you can't even get to it. You don't even know that there is a light yet. In today's video, which I recorded while I was doing a live stream, it was just too good not to share. So this video is going to help you get to that light at the end of the tunnel. And if this resonated with you, please get in my support group. You'll hear me more often, you'll get more interaction and you'll get a lot of support from other people. So hit the link and follow me for more. just complaining about the lack of investment from the other parent. So I don't know if that resonates with you. I don't know if that is impactful to you. Um, if you have a parent or a co-parent that you're trying to raise kids with that is just very distant, not involved, not participating, not trying, not doing their part to your expectations, um, you know, not helping out financially, not helping out emotionally, not helping out in the extra sick days, you know, didn't even give the kids up for Mother's Day because you don't have a parenting plan. You know, kind of one of those people that just doesn't see the same logic and rationale that you see. Um, that's what we're gonna talk a lot, uh, quite a bit about this morning. Um, and the reason I'm bringing it up specifically this morning is my mother-in-law is here and she actually said this morning, she was asking about my ex-husband and uh you know a situation that's happening at our house and she asked what his input was and <laughs> i laughed because um i don't go for his input anymore i don't um i don't look for his approval i don't look for his guidance i don't look for his cheerleading i don't look for his input anymore and that's because for about eight years i tried to get his input on everything um, tried to make it seem as though we were getting along, tried to make it seem as though we had a good relationship, tried to make it seem to the children that we were okay, tried to make it seem like, you know, we were that fairy tale co-parenting co story, sorry, my nose is on me, um, co-parenting story that was ideal and perfect, you know, where we maybe we were doing brunch on Sundays, and that's not fucking reality. Reality is he hates my guts. Reality is um, he's trashed me in front of my children. Reality is um, he does his child support and that's it. Um, child support doesn't really cover what children cost um, in my situation. Uh, doesn't ask about them outside of their time. And it's really frustrating for eight years when I was trying to piece it together and be the band-aid that said, you know, but your dad's cool. Your dad's a great guy. You know, yeah, we get along. And we, we weren't. We weren't. <laughs> We were getting along. Um, we're not warm and fuzzy. Um, I used to care what his approval was. I used to care what his opinion about me was. I used to care about, um, is he okay with me? Is he in a bad mood with me? Is he upset with me? Um, and in the last five years, when I found myself in a different place in life personally, I stopped giving a fuck um, what he thinks, what he says. It catches up with me every once in a while. I'll be like, ooh, how's he going to take this? Ooh, what's he going to say? What's he going to do? But then I stop and really play that all, play that sentence all the way out. What will he say or do that will affect me even still? 
so what if he says he doesn't approve? So what if he says he doesn't like me? So what if he says that I'm the biggest bitch in the world? So what? Like, why does his words matter? Why does his opinion matter? It doesn't. It should only matter to my children who he has one relationship out of three with. I have to start realizing that for the longest time he had me believing that I was the bad parent, that I was the parent that had the issue, that I was the parent causing him problems. <laughs> um, no, uh, you've created your own mess and now you are going to have to sit in it. So I'm coming on today because I want parents to know that are going through the midst of this horrible divorce. It's a battle, it's hostile, it's expensive, it's cutthroat, it's dirty, it's ugly, it's mean, it's time consuming, it's anxiety ridden, it's all the things you don't want it to be. I was in that battle for eight years and I am here to tell you there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is. And you control how fast you get there. And I know you're thinking, Sam, there's no way. There's no way I control how fast I get there. You don't understand, Sam. He's not paying. He doesn't even have a lawyer yet. My lawyer won't do anything. We're, we don't have a court date for six months. We don't have a... That's all external stuff. How you get to the end of the tunnel is emotionally get there. Get better with yourself. Know yourself better. Trust yourself better. Have more self-confidence than you've ever had before. Trust that you are a strong parent. Trust that everybody around you is helping you because you're the good one. You're the one that's the positive influence. You have to stop waiting on a court system to fix your problems. You have to stop waiting on your attorney to help you. You have to stop thinking and wishing that this other parent is going to step up and somehow magically not be a psychopath anymore or an asshole. You have to stop thinking those things because it's not reality. That's not going to happen. The longer we hold on to that, the worse we are. You have to really take a step back and say, and this is hard, what am I doing to push the light at the end of the tunnel further away? I'm going to ask that again. What are you doing? What are you doing, mom? that's pushing that light at the end of the tunnel further away. And I'm here to tell you, being on the other end of these consults and hearing your stories and hearing your situations, I sympathize with you. But then I also have to ask you, what are you doing? Are you even helping yourself? Are you part of the enabling of the shitty behaviors that are happening to you? Are you part of the shitty behaviors that are happening to you? Meaning, are you not showing boundaries? Are you not responding to text messages? Are you not replying to shitty emails? Are you turning your paperwork in on time? Are you paying your bills on time? Are you supporting your kids as much as possible? Are you talking negative about dad? Are you constantly in a, a self-pity party that you can't pull yourself up? You control how you feel. The things that are happening to you on the outside it's how you are perceiving them that is the problem. For example, if I go on vacation like I did last week and it rains the whole time, oh, I'm miserable. I'm horrible. Oh my God, my life sucks. This is ridiculous. I can't believe this is happening to me. Like, can you believe it? I traveled all the way down here and it rained the whole time. 
if that's how you perceived it, okay. I still look at it that I'm not home. I don't have all the responsibilities. I'm not doing all the laundry. I'm not cooking all the food. I ain't wiping a fucking toilet down. I can try to find the better half of that situation. I can go do things indoors. I can read a fucking book inside. Like, I can still enjoy my location even though it's raining. We have to start looking at this divorce and this custody battle and this modification, whatever phase you're in, is not everything. It isn't your everything. It isn't your every day. It isn't your right now. It's you're making it in your life so much. And I know this because I lived this. I did this shit. I did this for eight years where I'd read the mail, get destroyed for the rest of the day, respond to an email, get destroyed the rest of the day, uh, talk to my attorney, get destroyed the rest of the day. I let it be my every day. I let it be in my life. I let it consume me. I let it take over. I let the words get into my head. I let the emotional part of it take over and win. And I lost track of all the great things that were going on in my life. And there were great things, but I was so stuck on this horrible thing that's happening to me. Can you believe that the judge awarded this? Can you believe my attorney did this? Can you believe his attorney did this? Can you believe he did this? I was so consumed with the negative during my divorce that I couldn't even see. I didn't know there was a fucking light at the end of the tunnel. I had no fucking clue. I had zero clue. The only thing I knew was that I was in this horrible pity party. I was, I was miserable. But then I started to really think through therapy, really think about why am I so miserable? Well, I had zero self-confidence. And to the outside world, people would be like, Sam, that's a lie. You are super confident. Oh, I was to the outside world. But in my own home, in my own heart, in my own brain, oh no, it was, there was a lot of self-doubt. Because I was letting all the bullshit messages that I was hearing through my children from him or from him directly or from his attorney play a bigger role in my head than my own thoughts about myself. I let all those things creep in and I started to really think, wow, wow. Like, am I like that? Am I the problem? Is this what's going on? Is that true? Am I? Wow. And that moment of self-doubt would then wreck my day wreck my week, wreck a year. Hell, there was eight of them. Pick one. We have to start realizing that this divorce and custody battle is one component of who we are. We're still an employer. We're still a mother. We're still a sister. We're still a friend. We're still a, a person that opens the door for people at the grocery store and says, thank you. But when you're wearing this divorce, it's fucking heavy. It's so heavy. It can suffocate you and it can make you pick up bad habits to cope and deal with how heavy it is. And that's a path that can be very dangerous to your case. It can be very dangerous to your health. It can be very dangerous to how you are as a parent. So we have to start looking at the light is at the end of the tunnel. You guys, I spent six figures on my divorce. I spent eight years in court. I had 292 court entries. I've done the psych evals, I've done the GALs, I've done the therapy, I've done the parenting therapy, I've done the family therapy, I've done the kid therapy, I've done the shit that you're doing. And in the middle of that mess, I was like, there's no end, this is my life, there's no end, this is it, oh my God, my life sucks, what am I going to do with this life, this is horrible. And it was like, the second I let go of all that, 
and the fear and the hatred and the frustration and the just, fuck you, I can't believe this happened to me. I mean, I brought it on myself, right? I married him. That's what I kept thinking. I brought it on myself. I married him. And so it was so heavy that I had to let it go for survival. If I would have kept that on, I don't know that I would be here. I don't know what would have happened to me. I had to let it go. And the second, you guys, that I let it go and I started waking up happy to start my day to go do something, I had to find something that was making me happy. For me, it was scrapbooking. For me, it was exercise. I had to do something I enjoyed to find joy to get up. I'm going to be honest. My kids were not enough because they were attached to the issue. And that's really hard to admit, but they weren't enough for me to find joy at that moment in my life. And that is a very ugly truth that I know I had to live for them, but I couldn't find joy in it because it was bringing me so much misery and every interaction I had with their dad was bringing me down further. And so I want you to understand that now when I look back on those eight years, I think, wow, you went through something really hard and you came out of it, but sister, sister, you could have got through it so much faster if you would have believed in yourself. If you would have not heard and listened to the bullshit coming at you, if you would have just been okay with the fact that, yeah, it sucks that it's raining every fucking day, but I can still find joy over here doing something else. I let that divorce, that custody battle, the trial, the hearings, the status hearings, the motions, the bullshit, take over my teaching, my parenting, my friendships, my social life. And people didn't want to pick up the phone when I called. They didn't want to respond when I text because that's all I talked about. And I was letting it consume me. And the second I made a conscious choice of I'm going to wake up and do something I enjoy before I even, even call my lawyer, even look at my email, I'm going to go exercise first. I'm going to go scrapbook, scrapbook first. I'm going to go do, listen to really good music. I'm going to go outside and play in the yard. Like I'm going to do something before I open that door of toxic negativity. And when I started programming myself to not let it in, fucking game changer game changer. And I had to really, it was a day by day, hour by hour moment. It wasn't like I woke up and like, Oh, it's gone. It was like, don't let this in. Don't let this in. Don't let, I mean, I can't, don't let this in. Nope. Put it out. Nothing will change. And here's the other thing I will, I will share with you. When you get stuff put in your lap, that's like, Oh, paper. Oh, motion. Oh, court call. Oh, email. Oh, call. Nothing changes in that second. <laughs> But we take it on like it, it we got to fix it now. We got to fix it now. Like, holy shit, this is happening now. No, it's not. Nothing in family court happens in two seconds. It's like the most drawn out fucking process in the world. So it was things that I didn't know. I didn't know motions most often are just bullshit things to get you rattled. I didn't know that status hearings were just a bullshit way for your attorneys to gather a payment <laughs> and nothing really happens. I didn't know mediation is a waste of time. If you have somebody that is very hostile and abusive towards you, I didn't know all the things about picking the right attorney. I didn't know any of those things back then. And I look back now and I think, Oh sister, you were so dumb. You didn't educate yourself. You didn't find knowledge. You didn't, you didn't take the time to do the research and you just jumped into it.
The irony in my story is that I jumped into the marriage. I got married after 60 days. I jumped in both feet, did it. And you know what I did in my divorce? Same thing, jumped in. Just said, I want a divorce. Didn't think past that moment. And not thinking past that moment completely fucked me. Fucked me for eight years. Fucked me for $107,000, $100,000. And misery and stress and all the other things that I've talked about. So it's important that you understand that you have to educate yourself about every step of the way. And how you do that is you ask. You ask questions. You get around people that can help you. I have a support group that's fucking amazing. I have information out on TikTok. I have information on YouTube. I have podcasts. I, you got to go research. Pinterest is a great place to go start. You have to educate yourself as much as humanly possible before you just start making these decisions. I didn't educate myself about who he was. I got married after 60 days. Shame on me. But I also turned around and did the same thing in my divorce. I rushed into it and didn't educate myself. I didn't prepare for this journey. And it's a chess match. If you go into it thinking you're playing checkers, you're going to lose every fucking time. But if you go into it thinking, okay, I might lose a couple pawns, but I have the all over strategy, you could win. You could walk out of it with the things you deserve and a good parenting plan and seeing your children and having financial stability. You could do that if you walk into it educated. If you walk into it willy-nilly, like I did, prepare for the wrong domino set to be tipped over and you are now on an eight-year spiral. So I wanted to just come on today and share just a little bit of, hey, the light at the end of the tunnel will get brighter and bigger as you get closer to it when you get yourself closer to it. Stop waiting on somebody to participate more as a parent. Stop waiting on the court system to help you. Stop waiting on your attorney to do a better job. Stop waiting on everybody else in your life to make an impact on what you're doing. Stop it. The only person that controls your life is you. That is it. You are the only person that controls that. So we have to stop this whole like, you know, pity party. Well, my life sucks because, and then we throw darts at everybody else. I'm not saying, now hear me clearly. I'm not saying your attorney isn't fucking your, your case up. I'm not saying your ex-husband is dragging his feet, isn't causing you problems. I'm not saying that the judge is 85 years old and falls asleep during your trial. But what I am saying is that you are letting that affect you on all parts of your life. When you're dealing with a divorce, deal with it at that moment. Deal with it for an hour a day. Deal with it for two hours a day. Deal with it for just on Sundays. Whenever you set time, it's a job. Getting divorced is a part-time job. So clock in and clock out. When you don't ever clock out and it's fucking taken over your day, taken over your week, taken over your month or your years, that's shame on you. You have to find joy in something else in your life. Whatever you used to before you were married, before it all changed, before it all stopped, bring it back. Get around people and don't talk about your divorce. Get around people and just be human. Don't let all the negativity seep into your brain and fuck you up on all other aspects of your life. Because I think if some of you would do some really good hardcore reality check right now, you are also the common denominator of your own problems in this divorce. You're enabling, you're allowing, you are going just 
too slow with the fixing yourself. You're, you're moving along at a pace of just like, oh, let's see what happens to me today versus fuck everybody else. I'm in it to win it for myself today. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to eat good. I'm going to move my body. I'm going to put my feet in the soil. I'm going to have people around me that are positive. I'm going to listen to great music. I'm going to play with my kids and put my fucking phone down. And you are going to live your best life. When you let this keep jumping in, and controlling everything, checking your email every hour, responding to text messages, getting on the email with the lawyer, talking on the phone about this nonstop to your mother, you're just making more drama for yourself. I lived that. Eight years I did that. And like a flip of a switch, I had to put more good in my life so that it, there was no more space for the bad. So I'm not saying quit cold turkey. It's like quitting smoking. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be honest, it's an addiction. This divorce is an addiction. This co-parenting is an addiction. You aren't going to quit cold turkey, but what I want you to do is start putting in more positives into your life, positive moments, to where the negative moments don't have as much time. Not saying don't check your email. Not saying don't respond to text messages, but do you have to do it every second? Do you have to do it all the time? Do you have to do it as soon as they text you, you have to respond? Why can't you do it on your own terms? Why can't you do it when you're ready? Why can't you do it when you have time? Why can't you do it after you're done playing with your kids or taking yourself for a walk? So please realize that the light at the end of the tunnel will get bigger, will get brighter the second you start walking towards it. You. Stop waiting for somebody to drag you there, hold your hand, move all the barriers out of the way. You start walking there. And it will be a complete game changer. And then you'll go back and you'll listen to this again. You'll go, God, she was right. She was right. I was letting all this other bullshit determine who I was on all aspects of my life instead of just, this is one part. I look back after all the money, all the time, all the loss of who I was for eight years and I think, shit, I got through it. I survived it and I look back now and just think, why did you let it consume you? Because no matter what, you guys, play out the worst case scenario. No matter what, anything can be fixed if it's meant to be fixed. So if you play out the worst case scenario and that, whatever it is for you, is completely scary. It's scary. The truth always wins eventually. You gotta put in the right work. And maybe you're putting in the wrong work right now. Pick your battle on what you're really going after. Your kids are the only thing that matters in a divorce. Money doesn't matter. You'll find a way. Believe me, you will find a way about money. Your kids and time with your kids and how they are affected through this are the only things that matter. And if you think you being in a shit mood and not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel isn't affecting your kids, it is. It is. You being on the phone all the time is affecting your kids. You being crying in a fetal position all the time, it's affecting your kids. Everything you're doing in this game of divorce, whether it's a checker match or a chess match, is affecting your kids. So shape up. Do better. Do better, put your phone down, and focus on them. Focus on them. I have a 17-year-old. I got divorced when he was three. He's getting ready to graduate. He's a senior. He's getting ready to walk out the door. And I lost eight years of that, consumed by hatred and divorce and texts and emails and why, 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 why can't he just like me? Why, why did I give a fuck? Why did I give a fuck? Because I'm going to be at graduation. I'm going to be hosting the party. I'm going to be watching him in his next phase of life. 
I wish I would have realized that at the very beginning when he was three, that if I just put in the time myself with my kid, if I worry about my kid, if I take care of my kid, if I'm there for my kid, he will always be in my life. When you distract yourself with the bullshit, you might not have your kids. And that's the God's honest truth. I've seen it more times than I'd like to admit. If you get distracted with the, the game and you don't pay attention to your kids, you will lose the game and you will lose your kids. So focus on what matters. The light at the end of the tunnel, start walking towards it yourself. Wait for no one, take care of it yourself and take care of your kids. Those are your only two jobs going through this divorce, yourself and your kids. Fuck him, fuck what he's going through, fuck what he's saying, fuck what he's doing. Take care of yourself and your kids. That is all that matters.